Welcome to Office Hours from TripleXChurch.com, where we answer your questions regarding sexuality, porn, sexual integrity, and more. Where nothing is off the table and all conversations are welcome. Now, here's your host, Carl Thomas. Welcome to Office Hours by Triple H Church. I'm your host, Carl Thomas. I'm a pastor, certified neuro health coach, and a guy who frankly struggled with a lot of this stuff we are going to be talking about today for over 20 years until I found freedom about a decade ago. Unfortunately, our producer, Neil, is recovering from a little surgery, so today I'm going at this solo, folks. We are going to be jumping into and answering some really interesting questions, such as, how do I develop a desire to quit porn when it holds such a place in my life? Uh, can I talk to my son about sex as a mom if his dad refuses to do the job? How can I protect myself from images such as yoga pants and other provocative imagery that's not exactly porn? What can I do if my wife's sex drive isn't up to par with mine? And is it okay to masturbate if I'm not picturing anything in my head when doing it since I'm not married? That's just some of what we will be discussing today. So make sure you hang in there and jump into these topics with us. Recognize no questions are off the table, and I'm going to be honest and as blunt as humanly possible, so please don't get offended. We can always agree to disagree. So without any further delay, let's jump in. First question here is, I greatly appreciate your ministry, though I have not signed up for any of its services. I've been a Jesus follower for over 40 years. I'm a 58-year-old male, but have strayed from time to time. Bottom line is that I need a desire to quit porn. Right now, it holds such a place in my life that to do life without porn seems like a really big task. What can I do? Now, this question is something we run into a lot. I mean, obviously, the way it's worded is varied, but it's this idea of how do I quit porn since it plays such a prominent role in my daily being, right? I go to this stuff all the time. It makes me feel good. The idea of walking away from it just seems overpowering, even though that's what I should be doing. And let me tell you, I've been there. Uh, I, can, I can tell you over and over again, I asked that same question back when I was struggling with porn. And here's the thing. It's always going to feel like it's this important part in your life that you can't do without until you do without it. So what I mean by that is you're going to have to go through the recovery process. You're going to have to start doing the things we talk about each and every week. You're going to have to go find a community, maybe some counseling, maybe a workshop. Uh, you know, any of those things, you have to start doing the work of getting off of this stuff. Because here's the thing. Porn is always going to feel good. It's always going to feel, let's just say, necessary to your brain because your brain's used to it. And so life without it is going to feel really unnatural, really unfamiliar, and quite frankly, a little scary. In fact, I'll wrap it up with this. When I was about six months into my freedom journey, okay, so I hadn't looked at porn or anything like that in the past six months, this thought hit me. Oh my gosh, am I never going to look at porn again? And it freaked me out. I'm not going to lie because I never did that. And what would that look like? And did I really want to never look at porn for the rest of my life. And I just had to decide in that minute, hey, you know what, I'm just gonna worry about what's in front of me today and what's in front of me tomorrow and the rest will take care of itself. I'm not gonna worry about the rest of my life. And you know what, 10 years later, I don't miss it, right? In fact, I'm very thankful. 
I don't look at it anymore. But, but back then, it was a tough thing. So, my man, you got to do the work of recovery. And that's the only way you're going to get to a point where you feel like you can leave this stuff behind. Okay, next question. My husband refuses to talk to our teenage son about sex. And I am so worried that our son will follow in his father's footsteps if he's not talked to because, well, my husband is addicted to porn and masturbation. Is it acceptable for a mother to do it? I know it will be more awkward for our son, but I just want to try and save him from walking this same path, if at all possible. Okay, very tough question, tough situation, right? You have a husband who's addicted to porn himself. I'm assuming from the context of this question, he's not in recovery or even interested in it, so that makes it really hard. He refuses to talk to his son about it, Understandably, probably because A, if he's not seeing any issues with it, why would he talk to his son about it? And B, if deep down he is feeling some issues about it, how do you talk about sexual integrity when you're not walking in it yourself? And just side note, you can, okay? We've talked about that in other episodes. But for this question, mom, yes, you can talk to your son about this stuff, all right? I'm not gonna say it's the recommended choice. I'm not gonna say it's the, it's the preferred avenue. For sure, better to be coming from dad to son and mom to daughter. But you want your son to learn. You want him to learn about this stuff, right? You want him to be aware of the fact that sex is not a bad thing. It's not a dirty thing. And that porn is not going to help him. And masturbation is not going to help him. And he needs to be aware of the fact that he's going to run into these things. And when he does, he shouldn't, be, he shouldn't feel ashamed about coming to you telling you this stuff, right? So yes, I would say talk to them. Maybe you bring in another trusted family member who is a male, someone closer to his age. Now, when I say that, I mean 20-some, right? If he's 13, maybe a cousin or an uncle or someone you trust that your kid respects and will listen to and will look to as more of a confidant. Because let's be honest, even if you say to your son, hey, I I promise you I'm not going to get shocked if this happens. I promise you I'm not going to be ashamed of you if you make these mistakes you can come to me he's still a boy you're still his mom it's still going to feel weird for him no matter how much you tell him otherwise so again not the ideal situation but i would definitely say yes you need to talk to him maybe bring someone else in maybe you kind of have that introductory conversation if he's really young you can you can kind of just get to the the main points without diving into the the nitty-gritty shall we say and then maybe turn him on to some books or things like that where he can do some extra learning. You could also possibly talk to a youth pastor in your church and see if he's got any recommendations. But yeah, the answer is, at the end of the day, or, or rather, the answer is not, well, I'm just not going to say anything because I'm his mom, okay? He's got to learn somewhere better from you than from a schoolmate. Okay, third question. How can I protect or block myself from non-traditional adult content like yoga pants women in jeans, lingerie, or other types of provocative yet not traditional pornographic pictures. Okay, so the answer to this one is simple. You can't. You're going to run into these things. Maybe not the lingerie unless you're looking for it, but yoga pants, TikTok pants, tight jeans, whatever. You're going to run into this stuff, okay? You're going to see it out in the mall. You're going to see it, quite frankly, probably at your church if you go to church. Maybe not the yoga pants or TikTok, but you'll see tight pants, I'm sure. Uh, You're going to see it on TV, you're going to see it in social media feeds, whatever. You're going to run into this everywhere you go. 
there is no such thing as how do I insulate myself from sexual temptation. And we're not going to go down the whole avenue of when you're looking at a woman in tight jeans, that's not, you shouldn't consider her sexual temptation because that is a form of objectification in its own right. But we'll just stay on point here and just say, hey, if that is something that you see as tempting, it is still going to tempt you. All right. And the reason it is, is because your brain has made associations with those visuals and a certain follow-up action. Okay. So if you're looking at porn, if you're masturbating, if you're doing these things while looking at a woman in a bathing suit or while after looking at a woman in a bathing suit or after a lingerie or whatever, okay, or you're seeing a woman in tight jeans and you're letting your mind go there and you're going down that avenue of lust, right? Your brain is going to associate these things with, what, what's, what's a good, nice way of putting it? Uh, happy time, <laughs> right? It, it's going to see that and your brain's going to say, man, I know what I got to do. I know what I should be doing right now. That looks good. And because we've gone down this road so many times before, we should just go down it again. So the answer, you can't protect yourself. However, you can get to a point where this stuff isn't going to trigger you. And again, if you are looking at porn or you, you are addicted to this stuff, you are chronically masturbating, it all comes back to this idea of recovery, doing the work, getting help, figuring out why your brain is going here, why you turn into this stuff when life gets tough or when you're bored, all these triggers that you're running into each and every day, you got to get to the bottom of that. That's the only way that you're going to get to a point where you can see a woman in yoga pants and your mind's not going to go down the, the masturbation thought line. Okay. That's, that's all I got to say on that one, man. Okay. Next question. I'm grateful to God that pornography is a vice that's in the past in my life, although I still need to keep an eye on it. But I have questions about masturbation. My wife doesn't seem to have the same sex drive as I do. Do you have any materials I could read about this? Any pieces of advice? So, not going to spend a ton of time on this because we've run into this a few times over the past couple episodes. I would encourage you to check out Office Hours 1, 2, or 3. This topic of, hey, my wife doesn't have the sex drive I do. What can I do? Am I allowed to do certain things? We've answered this. But... Um, just to keep it short, first of all, does your wife not have the same sex drive as you? Or is it just that you both are looking at sex differently? A lot of guys, especially if you have a pornography addiction background, tend to think of sex as, well, penetration and orgasm, right? It's a mechanical thing. It's, a, it's just something I do to feel good. And women rightfully see it as a much bigger thing, right? It's intimacy. It's foreplay. It's all these other things. And some, some guys, they wonder why their wife doesn't seem eager to have sex because in his mind, it should just happen. Hey, babe, we can have sex. And she's thinking, um, well, that doesn't sound very appealing right now. So maybe she doesn't have the same sex drive as you do. Maybe she does, and you're just not approaching this topic the right way. As far as materials, I recommended this, I think, last week. I'll, re I'll recommend it again and include a link again. But Sheila Gregori's uh, The Great Sex Rescue, it's actually written for women, but a lot of guys buy it because it kind of lets you in to, okay, this is how women, or this is how a woman approaches this stuff. This is how she views sex. And this is what I need to be doing to make sure that it's equally pleasurable for the both of us. My advice, however, 
would be do not masturbate, do not look at porn, do not do these things as a backup plan because that is only going to make the situation worse. And I've said that before. So hope that helps. Okay, next question. So what if a woman masturbates, doesn't visualize anyone or anything, only does it once a month and doesn't use porn to help? Is it a sin? Literally just in bed by herself doing this, keeping things at bay until she's married. Okay, so we've run into this question or a, a version of it in the past as well in previous episodes. These type of questions when it says, hey, this is my situation. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. But I'd like to do this. Is that okay? It all comes down to basically, hey, I'm looking for permission, right? And whenever we're looking for permission about a certain behavior or a certain thing that we don't necessarily feel 100% good about, uh, maybe we have some questions about it, that should be your first clue. Generally speaking, you don't need to ask for permission if you feel really good about your decision, right? And I'm not saying, yes, sometimes you need to ask permission because you, you literally just have no idea and you find out it's fine and you feel good about it. But in this case, well, hey, I'm masturbating, but I'm not thinking of anybody visually speaking. Um, is it a sin? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, at the end of the day, you're probably thinking of something, I would say, uh, and there could be an issue there. You're fantasizing, you're maybe objectifying a certain scene or a certain person in your mind. I don't know. Regardless, okay, let's forget about the whole, is it a sin if I'm not doing this, and ask a better question, which is, if I do do this, is, it okay? is, is this helping me? Is this healthy for me? Okay, because that really is going to be a far more powerful answer for you than yes or no, it's a sin or not a sin based on this strict set of criteria or these loopholes I've found. All right, let me give you an example outside of the sexual realm, but with the dieting realm, because it, I, think it'll, I think it'll work here. I, I work out. I try to eat right. I do count my calories. I know it's, it's so rough sometimes to do that, but I do all this stuff, right, because I want to keep an eye on how much I'm eating, how much I'm expending, trying to keep my body weight a certain way. I'm very health conscious about a lot of things. So today, let's just say I go out, and I think to myself, hey, could I eat a Big Mac? Is that okay? Yeah, it's, it's okay, right? It's not going to kill me. I guarantee you eating a Big Mac today will not kill me, right? Unless I choke on it. But I mean, it's not going to immediately clog my arteries or do something horrendous to me. So yeah, I could eat it. I could look at my calorie counter and see that I have an extra 1500, which is probably what I need, right? Uh, sure, I could eat it today. If I ask that question every single day, I'm going, I'm going to always get the same answer. Yeah, I could eat it today, right? It's not necessarily wrong. It's not going to kill me. It's not, it's not bad per se. But over the course of five years, now I'm eating one every single day. And that is definitely not good for me. So the better question is, hey, Carl, could you eat a Big Mac today? Yes. But should you eat a Big Mac today? Is it going to help you? Is it going to help you reach your goals? Is this going to be, over the long term, beneficial 
And the answer to that is a resounding no, right? Fast food is never going to help you reach your health goals. So I'm going to pass, right? Same thing here. You want to get married. You want to be able to bond exclusively with your husband. You don't want to have any weird baggage, right? You don't want your brain to start making connections with masturbation and certain visuals or thought patterns because that's just what it gets used to. You want to avoid all these potentially unhealthy habits and patterns you could bring into a future marriage. So could you masturbate today without sinning? Maybe yes, maybe no. Who cares? Is it going to help you reach your goals? Is it going to be beneficial to you? Is it going to be healthy for you? And outside of just the immediate, well, it'll make me feel good, which that's just never, that should never factor into the conversation. There's a lot of things that feel good and are terrible for you, right? The answer is going to be no. No, this stuff is not good for me. It's not going to help me. It's not going to, it's not going to do anything for me positive. So then the answer is I should probably not do it. Okay, so hope that makes sense. I know you're looking for permission. Stay away from the permissions uh, avenue of things and just look at it strictly as, is this going to help me or not? No, it's not going to help me. No, it's not beneficial. No, I shouldn't do it. So there you go, guys. I hope today's episode helps some of you out there, these questions and answers that we threw out there. Um, I'm sure some of you are struggling with these same things. If you're watching this on YouTube, please post your questions or comments below. We'd love to hear back from you. And if you have your own question, go to triplexchurch.com forward slash office dash hours and uh, submit it, and we will answer it in an upcoming episode. There you go, and we will see you next week, hopefully with a fully restored and healthy Neil uh, to help me get through this. Thanks for joining us for this week's Office Hours. Have questions you need answered? Submit them at triplexchurch.com slash office dash hours. And then tune in next week to hear what we got to say. Until then, 